Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. At Dunkin', we're getting ready for sunnier days with our Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. A bright and balanced iced coffee with notes of cocoa, tangy sweetness, and toasted nuts. Made to brighten every day a little more. Soak in the sunshine a little more and fill every moment with a little more, more. Because we aren't just chasing sunsets anymore. We're counting sunrises too. Do more with Dunkin' Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. Brewed for brighter days. Enjoy a medium for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. I'm going to mute for a minute. Happy time on Sunday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Yep, it's Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. The C2C Radio Show is live and on the air. We are live on PW247Radio.com and C2CRadioShow.com. Special hello to all of our friends across the pond in China, in Denmark, in London. And, of course, all of our folks here in the United States. Wow. It's been a fun, fun week of wrestling action. It did not stop when Friday hit. Nope, nope, nope. We have some special news coming out of the Orient just this weekend. Wasn't it this morning? Yeah, broke this this morning. morning? That is correct. We've got a new double champ. New double champ, 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 out in New Japan Pro Wrestling. We'll talk about who it was and what happened. And, of course, we will talk about Fighter Fest Night 2, Great American Bash Night 2. But let's go ahead and start off with the cool news that broke this morning, Brian. Let's start off with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Of course, folks, my name is Stan Grubb, my tag team partner, Brian Taylor, um, and we are covering New Japan Pro Wrestling. They held their first couple of shows post-COVID, I guess, uh, in a in a show called Dominion, where Evil starts the weekend by turning on his brothers in Los Ingobernables de, J- de Japón and beats up Naito. And I mean, by beat up, I mean just obliterates and leaves him laying. 
Then on night two, that's right, Evil becomes the IWGP heavyweight champion and the Intercontinental champion. Wow. New look, new entrance, new member of Bullet Club. As he says, Bullet Club is perfectly evil. Wow. That's actually really cool. Evil is extremely talented. Brian, what do you think about this? Uh, so, I guess uh, because, you know, White and uh, I think somebody else can't make make it, but uh, Bullet Club is one of the biggest factions in there. Why not go out and seek you? Who I could only ascertain would be the new leader for the Bullet Club. You know, why, why wouldn't they just go out there and get them? Mm-hmm. It makes sense. It seems like it's been a long time coming for evil. I mean, he's been uh, a superstar for New Japan for a long time, but really getting an opportunity here to shine in an era where everything is under a microscope. Everything. And, hey, I mean, I'm happy for him. Him and both Naito and Evil have been tremendous in the past two years. Really have shown some great strides. And New Japan showing that they're not afraid to shake things up, which, hey, all for it. I I really salute it. Yeah, well, you know, the other thing, too, is I I guess this would be Evil's opportunity to step away from Naito. Mm hmm You know, and and because to me, you know, Naito, I think was was more the de facto uh, leader mm-hmm. of uh, Los Ingobles de Chapon. Uh, if that's how you say it, I put a smile on my face because at least I got through it. Um, <laughs> got to try it at least. <laughs> yeah, I got to try it. I mean, it's been a while since we've mentioned that here on the show. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I think he gives evil a good opportunity. He goes to an established group, um, but, you know, carrying two belts, that's going to be rough. But, I mean, he does have about eight or nine fellows to help help carry the load for him. Now, does this go like the old school Attitude Era kind of thing where he hands the Intercontinental title off to somebody to defend every now and again? Hmm. Wow, that that would be interesting. So, who in Bullet Club would you give that uh, opportunity to? Man, how about Fale? Oh, yeah, bad luck. Mm-hmm. That would be a good one. I don't. I don't think he's. Uh, if he's had a run at a singles title, I don't think it's been long. Uh, like I said, F. Uh, that would be a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Tomatonga. See, I was thinking that. Tamatanga is, I mean, he's been so vocal and, and just really an outspoken part of Bullet Club. That would be kind of cool to see him really break out onto his own as far as singles. Yeah, I, I really dig Tamatanga. I, I like the way that uh, he's very outspoken, you know, in, in a world of, of, of craziness sometimes on uh, – Social media, you always have Tomatonga to just kind of drill you right between the eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, keep you grounded, yeah. so to speak. 
Last year was priceless. I think last year was the year that he uh, promised not to do anything bad on social media. And <laughs> he was trying I to think be the good pretty, guy. Yeah, he was trying to be the good guy. Yeah, I, th- I think he pulled it off too. If I remember, I think he got all the way through. At least for a short period. Yeah. So, uh, Jay White when he gets back mm-hmm. um, would be another good one. So, but it, it'll be interesting to. Uh, just to see this new dynamic, because uh, Evil, I think, is the first um, Japanese star to, again, I'm assuming is is running the show right now, being the fact he's holding two titles, mm-hmm. the two big titles. So I'm assuming he's the de facto leader, but uh, I think he becomes the first uh, Japanese wrestler to hold that title, uh, uh, leader of Bullet Club. <clears throat> Well, and here, Joe could be could be interesting. And then the other other news coming out of Dominion was Suzuki Gun members Zack Saber Jr. and Tai Chi. I don't know if I pronounced that correct. Uh, defeated Kota Ibushi and Hiroshi Tanahashi to become the new IWGP Tag Team Champions. Um, you know, as Tanahashi and Ibushi won the titles originally during the New Japan Road Tour, uh, Saber picking up the win for his team. That's a great pickup for Suzuki Gun, and you know. Does it get much better as far as technical wrestling than Zack Sabre Jr.? No, I, you know, I, I, that's the good, the joy of watching New Japan because mm-hmm. there are so many technical wrestlers. I mean, they have the high flyers too, you know, don't get me wrong, but if I want to watch good technical wrestling, it's New, New Japan all the way. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's either a fist fight. Or a good technical match. And that's sorely lacking over here in the States. Either one of them. It just, it to me, when I read the news this morning, it had a feel of... Do you remember how it was back in the day when we really couldn't get access to New Japan except results? Right, right. You know, if you were fortunate enough to get a DVD or a tape, it was like, oh, we got to check this out. Because you knew it was going to be something special. And that's kind of the feel I got. Like, I want to watch this event. Now, since COVID, of course, you know, a lot of events have been canceled. So, frankly, I canceled my New Japan World because, you know, there was no live events going on. And I don't right. I usually only watch the live events there. So I'll have, to, I'll have to re-up. I'll have to see if I can get a trial or re-up or something so I can watch it because I want to see the match. And I want to see the uh, tag title match, too. Well, the, you know, hopefully... <clears throat> Hopefully, again with 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 COVID, that New Japan's um, take uh, you know putting the putting the stake down in the states mm-hmm. was severely hampered. But hopefully, we'll get to see that soon, and, and you'll get more um, more more programming. Mm-hmm. more current programming on new Japan. Cause that was one of my things about new Japan world too, is you could pretty easily like get caught up and stay caught up, you know? Yeah. And then after a while, it, it was just kind of, uh, I'm only getting, getting this for, you know, maybe one show a month. Yeah. Because uh, it wasn't that there were bad shows. It's just that, I mean, there's so much in their library. It's almost overwhelming. Yeah. 
and, and they don't do it's not like traditional raw or smackdown mm-hmm. yeah you know over here it's i i god i don't really really want to call them like house shows but they're there's not there's not all the pomp and circumstance of american sports entertainment <clears throat> you know there you don't really get to fireworks and the all that good stuff, except for those few big shows yeah, throughout Wrestle the year. Wrestle Kingdom. Um, right. What's the other one? Oh, you got the different cups. You got the, yeah, yeah. Um, the tournaments, um, that type of stuff. That, and that, you get you get it in some of those, but a lot of them are just, you know, they're, they're in smaller venues. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to use the term a house show. But, I don't know if you can call what they do house shows, to be honest. Yeah, well, I mean, again, in some of the really small venues, it reminds me of like a house show. Okay. Yeah. Um, just because there's no, again, there's no Tron, there's no Pyro, there's no, you know, there's not really an entranceway. It reminds me of the old NWA days where they would mm-hmm. come out of the curtain and they're just walking through the crowd type yeah. <clears throat> type situation. Um, Real quick. But they tonight, have a lot of shows like that. Yeah. T- tonight's episode of Corner to Corner, of course, is brought to you by Headlocked Comic. In the midst of his latest Kickstarter campaign, Brian, you've seen Headlocked before. Mike Kingston back at it with Tales from the Road. He's got over 40 different superstars contributing information and stories and artwork. 13 stories, 14 wrestlers, 17 artists with a cover by Jerry Lawler. If you head to C2C Radio Show, if you head to PW247Radio.com, you can click on the link. Hey, throw the guy some ducats, man. It's a great product. Give, give this man your your devotion. If you want an indie product, there you go, and there you have it. Getting back and, in. Go ahead. Oh, well, speaking of that, they also appear in uh, the Pro Wrestling Crates, I think, the last two months. That's right. They had a special Tales from the Road. With, um, Crime time. Crime time. Mm-hmm. And then I think Christian was the one before that. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, so. that's right, because it had kind of a Walking Dead feel that covered it. Mm-hmm. So, Brian, so anyway. I sent you a message. I wanted you to check this out. A special look at New Japan Pro Wrestling Super 7 action figures. Um, to me, it looks like the manufacturer is going a very similar direction to... Uh, who is making the figures for um, AEW, Wicked Cool Toys. Mm-hmm. So they're being made, of course, by Super 7, but these look amazing. Naito, yeah, now, Bushi, Evil, and Takahashi. I think... Uh, I, they're the first series mm-hmm. is still readily available, too. Um... No, that's the second series. Mm-hmm. This so is series two. Yep, series two. Um, I'm pretty sure I ran into the first series earlier, just sheer coincidence. Um, but the figures are absolutely amazing looking. Um, I mean, the attention and, to detail on stuff like the hat, the hoodie, the shirt, which is just awesome. Yep, so Series 1, you got Okada, mm-hmm. 
you got Ishii, you got Tanahashi, and you got Osprey. Oof. That's and yeah, but they're a little they're a little pricey though. They are pricey, but um, they do again look absolutely fabulous. Uh, they some of them come with a lot of accessories. Mm-hmm. So, like just from series one, Osprey has a sword. Not sure why he's got a sword. A sword? What the hell? Yeah, like a katana blade. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ishii has a chair. You know, some of them have different head sculpts you can swap out. Uh, Tanahashi has a guitar, different hands, different head, another belt. Okada, of course, has a belt. The chain, some looks like some money. Hey, Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year. It cost me 10 grand. Yeah, wait, $10,000? Yeah, and from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters, and it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro mesh screen system so nothing gets in your gutters except water so leaf filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me bingo plus leaf filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty so your gutters are covered for life thanks frank i'm calling leaf filter today don't go another day with your home unprotected call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15 percent savings call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com that's one eight four four three hundred leaf. Different hands. Hmm. So again, these aren't. They're they're not. I guess I don't want to say they're not cheap. Like you know, you're not going to go in there and find them in the the aisle with the fifteen to twenty dollar toys. You'll probably find them in more of the collector section in some of these uh, online outlets. But they're the sculpts are absolutely amazing yeah it's the the wrestling figures are a passion of all of ours and frankly they get better and better every single set that comes out like i can't wait for AEW's figures to come out and apparently that's only in a few weeks uh yeah i think it's august one yep um well i mean so you know you got new japan um i think the ones from uh, what is it, CMLL, maybe? Um, is that the one with the Lucha Brothers? Um, uh, let me see if well, that was... That was brought out in conjunction with, um, I want to say, the Legends of Wrestling set that Ringside Collectibles works with so often. Yeah, that maybe that's it. Um, I mean, those figures are amazing. <clears throat> they, they all seem to be around the uh, around the same size mm-hmm. you know same points of articulation you know so if you're if you if your kids in action figures or you collect action figures and i mean who doesn't nowadays right it's it's mm-hmm. cool to collect action figures you know if, if 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 i could get away with it i'd get a bunch of them from the different feds and set up all types of you know like a big the action figure tournament or you know what I'm saying 
<laughs> hey, I'm not ashamed to say that I would love to do that. If I had all my rings put out, and by the way, Brian, I located on eBay a WCW Gloob ring. Ooh. Now, this I don't is hard remember to find. seeing that one. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think it came out in the States. But the price tag on it was like 40 bucks. Oh, you, you didn't jump on it? Well, I gotta gotta wait till payday. You know how it is. Oh. See? That's what happens. Yeah. That's what happens. It's, so, yeah. So, I would... I, I want one... There's one ring to me that I still want to get my hands on. And it's probably the holy grail of all the rings out there. And that's an in-the-box mint AWA ring. Oh, yeah. Those look cool. That in the and um, I, the old blue cage <laughs> that the original LJNs came in or came with. Mm, 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 yeah, and I, I don't want to open it up. I just want it mint in the box. I'll, I'll leave the figures in there. I'll, I'll leave the ring because I understand there were there were really for AWA ring. There's like two different kinds, two different styles, mm-hmm. not styles, but there's two different builds, I guess. <clears throat> and one of them is a little bit less sturdy than the other one mm-hmm. so you just got to kind of be careful with it um so but yeah i mean that that's my holy grail of wrestling rings so. well i mean there's a ton of different rings that i don't have like i don't have a whole lot of the awa stuff i i think i just kind of accepted that i wasn't gonna be able to get <laughs> awa stuff in my hands it's it's yeah, kind of well, like the ljn quest you know <laughs> <laughs> mm. I, I mean the only so Rob has the Road Warriors he yep. has Hawk and Animal but the, the, uh, there's no accessories the Lone Riders no I think it's just Hawk and Animal oh I could be wrong but those are the only two that I've seen at his house so right. if he has them they're, they're in a box somewhere don't you have Flair you know what I'm saying yes I have Flair thanks to you and stopping at a uh, pay attention ladies and gentlemen a Goodwill, I believe it was. Yeah, that was amazing find. It was a and uh, you paid what ten bucks? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, it, consignment it came shop. with uh, Macho Man, the Hasbro Macho. So it it came with the the Hasbro Macho, yep. uh, the one the retro ones you like. Yep, yep. It came with a Macho Thumb Puppet. Oh, I forgot about it, that. Yeah. It came with a knockoff Hogan, which which I really think cool. is. Yeah, it's. I think it's still from. Um, it's still Remco. Yes, but it's not. It's from a different action figure line. It's not an actual Hulk Hogan. It looks like Hogan, and it comes from. Because I think they did a different wrestling line at first, mm-hmm. and then scrapped that for the AWA. Yeah. And then I got a Flair Remco AWA. Without the, I don't think it has the the coat, yeah, so I should that. probably go look for that. Um, and there was what was the fifth one? Um, the fifth one was kind of a gimme. I think it was like a. <coughs> oh shoot! What was it? It was another, yeah, I, it was another Hasbro, but it's one you can get anywhere. Yeah, it's it's. I don't think there was nothing much to that, but but alone, I mean for. The, the 10 bucks or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you definitely struck gold on that Ric Flair. I mean, it's in very good condition. It's, 
the joints are still tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the paint is still immaculate. So, I mean, I was like, man, I'm over the world with that one. And again, I'm not, I'm not big on those retros that you like. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but the Macho Man is pretty cool. And then the, I, you know, who knew about the thumb guys? <laughs> and I walk away. I might even have a Hogan thumb one too. I mean, you might have been two of them in there. So apparently, I don't, the, I don't remember. The thumb wrestlers were harder to find than the big LJNs at one point. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I would I would think so because so it's it's very thin plastic. Mm-hmm. I won't say it's cheap, but it's it's thin, right? So I would imagine that they probably tore very easy. You know that thumb hole in the back. Oh yeah, yeah, because it was a thing. Especially the, right yeah, especially the thumb wrestle with them. Uh, I, I mean, uh, the macho is in really good condition. I'm not even going to attempt to put my big thumb in there. You know, <laughs> but I mean, I could see as a kid, you know, you would really go at it with these thumb wrestlers, and they would probably rip and tear and break kids' thumbs. You know, everything else. <laughs> yeah. Mommy, he broke my thumb. How <laughs> come he broke my thumb? <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, there's there's all types of really cool, badass mm-hmm. uh, wrestling figures out there in the world. Uh, I think Sig Arts puts out a really good set. There's a couple from Japan of The Undertaker, oh, Kane, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Austin, The Rock, and Triple H. That I'd love to get my hands on. Um, you had the old The Legend set uh, that was put out um, with like Ivan Koloff and Abdul the Butcher and all those. And you could get like different paint schemes. So you could have Abdullah with no blood, Abdullah with blood. Yep. You know, yeah, same thing. With, was like that. Yeah, I think most of them were. Um, I have an Ivan Koloff still in the box that's signed mm-hmm. by Ivan Koloff. That my really? sister was, uh, yeah, she was kind enough to get me years ago That's when awesome. she met him in person. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I I don't want to take it out the box, you know. I don't I don't want the the signature to come getting rubbed off of it. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that's the blood edition. I think it's the regular edition. I could be wrong, but I think it's the regular edition. But I mean, yeah, if you're into action figures, man, now's the time to to jump because there's so many quality good ones <laughs> well i tell you uh ringside collectibles they're johnny on the spot i'm at their website right now ringsidecollectibles.com and i went ahead and pulled up the aew figures right so in the aew mm-hmm. action figures all the way at the bottom there's a uh, wwe retro dean ambrose <laughs> <laughs> nice job guys they figure well we don't have the mox figure yet so we'll just <laughs> now don't don't ringside collectibles have an exclusive AEW figure? Yeah, they do. They've actually got their exclusive in this is that, the little bit of the cool. bubbly. That's right. That's Chris yeah, Jericho, a little bit of little bit of the bubbly. Thirty five dollars actually mm. for that. Which that's not bad. I'm gonna I'm gonna have really. to do it. I'm gonna have to, and it comes in. It looks like. A little bit of the bubbly wine bottle. Yeah, it looks like a, a, a the container, <laughs> or maybe it's yeah. actually a a bottle. Hold on, let me see. 
checking this out. Right no, now. that's that, that oh, looks to be that's like the, the box. The contain, yeah. Look at that, and it's got the gold etching. Chris Jericho, Le Champion. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did an amazing job. Sorry if you hear the rain pounding on the windows outside here. This microphone is super sensitive. It, Chris Jericho, when he retires from actually in-ring competition, if he doesn't do commentary, he's a fool. He's amazing on the mic. Yep, and they have the... Uh, they already have the ring with the uh, Kenny Omega figure. Yep. Um, it says ringside exclusive. Mm-hmm. So they have at least two exclusives. No, they have so they have a authentic scale ring, and then they have a medium ring. You rotten little turkeys. A medium ring. What the? Yeah. So it's smaller. It, it's. Um, um, just a smaller size ring. So the Kenny, o- oh geez, it is too. It's a freaking special edition Omega. Yeah. Well, <laughs> people like me are tired of going broke. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <clears throat> and I saw on uh, the most recent being the elite, they were filming a commercial for the figures. Which was, by the way, being the elite, I, I say it all the time. If you're not watching, what the heck are you doing with your time? It's like 15 minutes of just comedy and storyline progression. It's something that only a company like AEW could pull this off. Like, WWE would never be able to do it. I, I just, no, I they would sterilize not, it way too much. Well, I think that's the problem. I, I think if you left it to the wrestlers, yeah. right? Because, again, they did... Um, uh, what was the name? I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on the the Southpaw. They did Southpaw, right? Which was amazing. Yes, it w- it was it was the greatest thing they'd done in a long time, mm-hmm. right? Lance Catamaran. And yeah, I mean they let him do that. I think I think certain ones could pull off something similar to being the elite, and where they could just be themselves. Mm-hmm. And as long as they don't, you know, because I don't see a corporate entity like the WWE letting them go, but so far, right? So you probably wouldn't get the cussing that you you, you get in being the elite and all that other stuff. But I think they could pull that off. Again, if, if somebody would just be like, go be yourselves. Yeah. Just just go be yourselves. You know? <laughs> Here's but, How pissed off would Zack Ryder be? If they let them go ahead and just do like an unfiltered show, like being the elite, how pissed would he be? I don't think he'll be pissed because so, uh, something tells me he'll get his opportunity at being the elite <laughs> fairly soon. Yeah, without question, Zack Ryder is almost almost assured <laughs> to be on being the elite. I I will say this, <laughs> and it made me mad because this past week I watched it and I'm like, you know what, Brian? God damn it, Kenny Omega. Seen with the sunglasses and broom. Like, yeah. it. And, and they're doing it on purpose. They're doing it on purpose yes. now. They're they're yes. trolling us. Well, yes. Thanks, because, Bucks. Because people, people like us are trolling the other people. Yeah. And then they're, they're it's just feeding into, you know, this this troll, troll express. It's trollception. You want to yeah, if you want to call it. I mean, I, th- I think it's funny. I, so last week's I thought was was so funny that I realized I'd missed one. 
So I had to oh, go yeah, back yeah, yeah. and watch last week's. And yeah. So the, the cause like, so it starts off with, uh, what evil Uno on the phone and this week's and, and he throws the paper in his face and I'm like, <laughs> He's like what did, what did, wait, it just started. What did I miss? You know, that was great. He's like, yeah, yes, sir. I'll do that. No problem. Yeah. He smashes up in the face with the papers. How about, how about orange Cassidy pushing the Kool-Aid over? <laughs> oh yeah. Two weeks in a row. Don't yeah. you do it. Don't, don't you don't, do it. Don't push that cup. <laughs> No, I got my sticky uh, well, shoes. <laughs> what's what's his name's mom drinking the Kool Aid? Oh yeah, mom. <laughs> this is why you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> you can't join the cult, mom. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, it's it's. I think it's the little stuff like that that's going to go a long way in the end. And it's you know for for people like me and you, we we want to see that because. AEW's not really heavy with story. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you get your story in being the elite and then you watch it roll over into dark and then ultimately into uh, Wednesday nights, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is good. I mean, that's, I don't, I do, again, I don't, sometimes I don't want to see a lot of story on, it doesn't on Monday and Friday. Be. It doesn't have to be, you know, like you can, if you put Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura in a match, you don't need a story to me. Like, just let them go. Yeah. And did they win? Did I see that? They won the the tag titles? Uh, or were they just holding them? Can I be real? I, I didn't watch SmackDown. No. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. <clears throat> I, I didn't watch. Uh, but well, that this, it's a good thing because SmackDown, I think, has been... A lot of people are saying this is probably the worst one, like, ever. Well, and hopefully, and, and I wanted to talk about this um, tonight anyway, but hopefully people will start to get it through their heads that it's time to, you know, let go of your attachment to ratings and all of that and just watch what you want to watch. Because it's just so old. The conversation's stupid. Because then, cause then you see talent getting in there, like, you get... Oh, well, NXT won it Wednesday, and that's great. I'm glad to see the audiences are growing for both because that's what you need. You have to have that. And the coolest part is it's going to slowly start to outdraw Monday and Friday. Again, totally Well, I, I mean, I, I I think combined, it Wednesday be, was yeah. very close to last Monday. And night two of the Great American Bash was very good. Got to give them credit. It was good. It was a good show. Keith Lee and Adam Cole, don't care what anybody says. I know the spoiler was out there, but who cares? It was a great match. I liked it. But what I but don't... That... Oh, go ahead. Well, no, go ahead and put your out there first. Oh, well, no, I, I, you know, but they should have learned from the past, especially the WWE, mm-hmm. that if spoilers hit, it may very well just cause people not to watch. Right. That was a dangerous risk. That was yeah, a that's a very dangerous because I think they they struck gold with that particular match, mm-hmm. and it was one people wanted to see, and then you put the because Keith Lee's got a pretty good following, right? Everybody likes Keith Lee. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I think it was almost tantamount to Foley. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, guess who's going to win tonight? And everybody, you know, not everybody, but some people are like, what? Right, right, exactly. Well, I can't watch AEW. I got, I got to watch this. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't think I don't think it helped, but maybe again thirty or forty thousand. Well, and that's just people it. turn. Yeah, like the ones that are like, "Yes, this is a great victory for NXT." I'm like, "No, it's not. It's no. a victory. Yeah, great, congrats, right?" But like, it's not like a great huge battle one. And here's the other side, like NXT or not not NXT AEW, they didn't get thumped. So okay, I get it. Like we wanna we wanna support our favorites. I usually do that too. I'm okay with that. But the problem I have is not with the fans doing it because they're gonna do what they do. They're, that's why they're fans. It's the Tony Khan comes out. Well, you know, when I look at the ratings, I look at the demographic, and we're doing this. Tony, look, man, you've got more money than I have. Uh, you know, bristles on a toothbrush, um, like times quadrillions. So you don't have to respond to every Tom, Dick, and Harry on Twitter. Yeah, but but it, but if they don't, right? You you have to understand what's going on here, right? So every time Khan or Jericho or I'm trying to remember who else I saw responded to this. Uh, anytime any of these people on either side of the fence, right, mm-hmm. take to Twitter, right? They send this tweet out or Facebook or whatever whatever you call it. This is now going out to millions of people. Oh yeah, definitely. Right? Okay. So what's going to happen is those people that have that may be a Jacksonville Jaguars fan that have Tony Khan's, you know, watch Tony Khan's tweets. Mm-hmm used to be wrestling fans, right, are now going to see this and they might be like, well, let me take a look. Same thing with Jericho. Same thing with any other wrestler that puts these tweets out there that has access to a million people. It's these tweets that are going to eventually get people to say, hmm, well, why do, why do they keep talking about NXT, or why does NXT keep talking about AEW? Mm-hmm. You know, why is this going on? Well, maybe I should take a look. And maybe in six months, both of them are up over 800000 on a regular basis, right? I, I mean, I agree that the, the, this war for ratings is kind of stupid, right? I, I agree there should be a war. But the ratings to me makes no sense because, okay, NXT had a higher base, but AEW was, I think, six overall. Right. Whereas NXT was down in the 20s. So if I'm a sponsor, what do I want the number 25th ranked show? Or do I want number six? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think we just all should take, I agree, should take the ratings and throw them back. Yeah. But I do think that these people should continue to push this war mm-hmm. and push this, push the ratings. Because I think, I honestly think, if you go back and look when this started mm-hmm. to today, the numbers are starting to turn for both shows. Oh, yeah. Because for two weeks straight, we've had both shows over 700, uh, 750,000. 
Mm-hmm. Right? And if you go back and look, I don't think you've had that since the first show. But now you've got it two weeks straight. So to me, hopefully this is the beginning of the trend where we're going to start drawing in these fans that have left. We're going to start drawing in new fans. And for the fans that have been sitting here, we're going to start getting better shows. Mm-hmm. And that's the goal. Which, I mean, that's the hope. Right. And ultimately, that's that's where we benefit is is getting the better shows. And Brian, I, I, think, I think we hear him. He's here. He has arrived. The Golden Pipes, Rob Hefner, is here. He has joined us here on C2C Radio Show. Rob, how are you, man? Hello. So nice to see you. That was deep right there. Glad to be here. You uh, hitting the old uh, grandpa's old cough medicine, you know what I'm saying? No. (laughs) So, uh, Brian, just to to bring you up to speed, um, tag titles didn't change hands at the end of uh, SmackDown. But Cesaro and Nakamura did put both Biggie and Kofi through tables. All right, there we go. Yeah, there you go. You heard it here. <laughs> there's your moment. There, there's I guess your, I won't there's watch your it now. SmackDown recap. <laughs> SmackDown Listen, if you ain't watched SmackDown by now, yeah. If, if you haven't watched SmackDown by now, you probably not. You probably just fast forward it like the rest of us sometimes. I just deleted it off the DVR when he said that because I was like, oh, well, okay. (laughs) What about the other two hours worth of programming, Rob? Nothing else happened. You can admit it. Nothing else happened. (laughs) You can admit it. Smackdown. Has anything happened happened in two months? You know, like. (laughs) Oh, did they have like a singing contest too or something? Um, The ladies. A karaoke showdown with Naomi, Lacey Evans, Tamita Snuka, and Dana there, Brooke. There you go. Hey, they gave Tamita Snuka Because that's just what do. we're looking for. Karaoke. Yeah, game. that's just what we're looking for. Oh, Bruce Pritchard. He's after, he's all hot on their heels, man. <laughs> that's so funny. So funny. So, Rob, we've, we've discussed action figures. In New Japan... Uh, we're talking about ratings now, so if you want to hop in there about any of those, feel free. No. I agree with like what you were saying towards the end. You know, I kind of hope that with what they've done with this direct programming for the last two weeks, it's it'd be nice to see this continue where they have pay-per-view caliber shows every week. But will we see this every week, you know? I mean, in the 80s, they did it all summer long, called the Great American Bash, you know? <laughs> so, but. Well, we do get uh, AEW's putting on another one next week. Um, that's right, that's Fight for the Fallen. That's right. With the main event being Mox versus Cage. <laughs> that, 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 that. Mox versus the FTW champion, Brian Cage. Ooh, that's right. That's right. That is correct, sir. I'm sorry. Taz, don't beat me up, please. I, I don't have any problem admitting that I popped hard seeing 
the FTW title. I'm a I'm a belt ridiculous aficionado fan. Whatever, Mark. I don't care. I am. It just is. Wouldn't know. Yeah, right. But when I saw the FTW title, I was like, "Holy crap!" That's not exactly but you get the piss. Yeah, when when he was holding the the bag, it was kind of like that's the title. Yeah. What are you holding in that title or in that bag? And then you know, as soon as it starts to slide out start to see the circle and then the orange f and it's kind of like oh i know what this is haven't seen this in forever <laughs> and then and then uh you know some people said that you know he was uh, a great little wrestler which cracked me up but <laughs> you are so mean task can't help you you know short uh so doesn't matter. He was ruthless. That is yeah. true. I mean, the question would be is, would they like to step in the ring with Taz during his ECW run? No. I think I still think that Taz, even though I don't know if he could really bump around, but I think if he ever got in a fight, it would still be a mistake for anyone else facing him. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, something tells me you're, you're going into some suplex. <laughs> Whether you want to or not. So, you so, are going up and over. So, with Fight for the Fallen coming up, we've got, I've got the card here. So, why don't we go ahead and just do our predictions now. Let's predict Fight for the Fallen. So, we got, starting off the night, it's going to be the Elite. That's Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks against Jurassic Express. Now, both sides have been um, having actually some pretty good success, but the Young Bucks actually suffered uh, a loss as part of that eight-man tag, which was tremendous, by the way, this past week. Um, but it's interesting to see Kenny Omega back with the Bucks after seemingly getting on the same page with Adam Page. That's why I say Jurassic Express wins, therefore further creating divert division in the Elite. I think I'm going to follow Rob's logic there. Rob Stradamus does it again. Let's see if it actually happens this Wednesday. But, yeah, um, unless they're just going to troll us again on being the elite. Uh, he's got the glasses. He's got the aviators. I don't know. Something here just doesn't seem right. I'm going to say the. Uh, I'm going to say Jurassic Express as well. Now, after a tremendous... Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. That's got to be. I want to be like you guys. <laughs> After Don't a great like eight-man tag last week, where the Lucha Brothers and Butcher and the Blade defeated the Young Bucks at FTR, we've got FTR against the Lucha Brothers in a definite dream match. Um, dude, how do you pick a winner for this matchup? It's it's, it's like flip a coin. Uh, I can pick a winner. Go for it. I will. FTR. FTR. Okay. Rob, do you support his decision? I do not. Mm. Dissension in the ranks already. I will go with 
I will go with um, the Lucha Brothers. As this FTR finally hits the Hey, Welcome to AEW match. Listen to that. Rob says nobody's perfect as FTR suffers their first losses against the Lucha Brothers. I say that FTR is not going to lose to the Lucha Brothers. I think FTR continues their momentum. Yes, I, I think it's all building towards that fateful night where FTR wins the AEW Tag Team Champions. Yes. I think that's what we're building to. Hey, I, I think they'll get there. I just think that their first serious like feud is going to be with Lucha Brothers. Like the measuring stick of the tag team division, you know. Well, I see. I I I, I think that's where I have to go because I think they're going to get that title pretty quick, and they're going to dominate everybody, and it's going to start that collision course with the Young Bucks at their pay, the last pay per view of the year. But I think it'll start somewhere relatively soon. And that's where it's going to hit. In a true tag team dream match. Hmm. I definitely think we're, we're, and I think we all think this, we're, we're on a collision course for the Bucks and the FTR at some point. I do think it's going to be for the tag titles. Um, and honestly, I could see how FTR would get them first. But we'll see. We really will see. For the TNT Championship, Cody Rhodes defends against Sonny Kiss. Now, this matchup actually has gotten some conversation on Twitter where, and I wouldn't read the guy's screen name even if I could remember it, but a guy basically makes fun of Sonny Kiss being a homosexual, saying he has no business in this match against Cody, where Cody essentially blasts back that he's proud to step in the ring with Sonny and he thinks he'll have a tremendous matchup. I happen to agree. I think this is going to be a fun match, a good match. Um, but I think Cody Rhodes will retain. I don't see this title going anywhere, at least not this night. I agree. Cody wins. I agree. But I think there, I think there's going to be shenanigans somewhere along the way. I think his next, I think Cody's next serious contender, and I'm not saying Sonny Kiss is not a serious contender. I'm saying, like, his next match, the next series he's going to be in, will go with what Brian's saying. There will be shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans is afoot, is what you're saying. Yes. I think, uh, especially with him, we are getting close. Shenanigans with Cody, which will lead to other things. There is uh, multiple reasons why I can name at least three Don't more. Don't you do it? I can name at least three more. But uh, yeah, I, I happen to agree. I think we're about to see some some shenanigans. Commence. Well, if people pay attention, and people mm-hmm. pay attention, unless they're really trolling us, it's not hard to figure out those other three reasons. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, personally, I'm excited for the prospect of that. And I think unlike T- 
TNA and WWE. I think AEW would actually do it. I think they would actually well, be the second official stable. Yeah, I mean, but they, they tell you, I mean, pretty much on a weekly basis. You know, so they don't hide it. They don't hide it at all. Now, of course, we're just we're just reading off confirmed matches. I'm going to look up a couple more here in a minute. <clears throat> but we have John Moxley and Brian Cage for the AEW World Championship. Um, this, I'm intrigued by this matchup because this could honestly be a chance for them to say, you know what, let's just see what happens. Let's put the belt on Brian Cage. So I'm going to say that I think they're going to take the jump, take the leap, and move the belt off Moxie early. Because I do think it would be early. I definitely do. Wow. So you think they'll they... repeat that? <clears throat> I think they're going to put Brian Cage as the champ. I think they're going to do wow. it. I think they're going to do it because with Brian Cage, you've got lightning in a bottle, and you can strike while the iron's hot with them. See what I just did with those two cliches? I threw them at you. Take that, cliche. <laughs> and another one. Right. Um, right. Are you are you flabbergasted? I'm a little flabbergasted here. I'm he trying to figure out right. where this tomfoolery is coming from. Take these cliches. I know. It's crazy. He so because we haven't been been good lately at picking those these winners. Is this what you're doing? You're just <laughs> throwing it against the I'm wall. Saying huh? to hell with it. It's spaghetti time. I'm throwing the noodles to see if they stick. Bam! Another cliche. Wow. Wham. But do you really think that they would put the the AEW World Title on on Cage after they just debuted the FTW title. Oh, I what? think that he could like, be a double champ, just like. But then it would take all the meaning away from the FTW title if they put the world title on him. See what I'm saying? This is the world of professional wrestling. Not everything makes sense. Well, and. I don't know if it's just I'm not the biggest Cage fan, but I think Moxley's going to keep it because it's going to move on. Like, I think Cage Cage has his own path, mm-hmm. and now they debuted the FTW title. I could see them kind of going down that path with that. That's right, the path of Cage. Without the world title, yes. Oof. Rob says no. He says Mox comes away with the title still. And Brian is aghast because he's still trying to figure out where you came up with your pick. Well, if you think his pick is far-fetched. Kooky even. Kooky even. So, I think Brian's going to say Dustin. (laughs) No, I I think there's a reason that Cage got that title. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to get Get a shot at the world title Wednesday. I think COVID will come into play one more time. Oh, and wow. Cage will defend the FTW title. And he will set the rules for that FTW title. And I think it'll be more of a hardcore style. Wow. So not only did we get the debut of a new championship that apparently would be a hardcore title, essentially. 
Well, no, no, I mean that. Why? Why wouldn't you? FTW. I mean that's true. That's fair. With the promo, that doesn't mean follow the rules. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. With the promo he cut, you know, not just anybody's going to get to hold that title. You know, you have to fight for it. So that could be interesting if they did the COVID thing with Mox again this week. That could be interesting because you could slowly make it instead of Mox being a good guy, have him turning into a bad guy. Like, ah, you know, I just didn't want to risk it. I just wanted to be safe. Because you could almost get away with another couple of weeks of that where fans would finally start going, what the hell? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And, and, think about it. There are some contracts that are probably coming due. Oh, wow. What better way to introduce a new person than for Cage to get up there and say, well, since I ain't got Mox to beat up, and you've screwed me over one more time. I'm going to defend this title to anybody in the back. Hmm. Cue the music. Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, let's see. Fight for the Fallen does fall on July 15th. Now, that's a few days early of the July 18th deadline for some of these free agents. But. Yes, but however. Doesn't mean we the free fought. agents that weren't released from WWE. Right. We also thought that FTR was still in this group. Very true. Very true. And Are there other they're not. That been so there could be a couple. That we just didn't know. They just yep. publicly acknowledged. That's a good question. Good question. And and who, who got cut from um, NXT? Uh, what was the female got cut from NXT? Um, Diana Perrazzo. Uh, guess who's being booked to face Jordan Grace? Mm-hmm. Wow, so her contract must be up if they're if they're advertising the match. And Chris Hero got released at about the same time. Oh, is Cassius Ono a free agent? Excuse yeah. me, Chris Hero. Thank you, Rob. Chris Hero. Yeah, I mean, he was one of the ones that got released and all that early Man. thing. Dude, but, Chris but Hero you see what I'm saying? Awesome. And him going up and with him to be debuting for the FTW title, you know. Hmm. Hmm. That's a that's a that's a moment you can sink your teeth into. Mm-hmm. Bam! Another I mean, Yeah, I'm starting I, I'm, to get tingly I'm not on. The, <laughs> feeling down in my plums. I'm not buying the deadline. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not buying the deadline because again, you're already advertising one that got. They got cut, and you can go look it up. I saw it earlier. She's going to face Jordan Grace. And that's for the uh, knockouts title, isn't it? Yes. Wow. Well, hey, I mean, unless hey, it was fan-made cool. and I missed it, but. Let me just double-check that. Hey, I did see this in the news on a complete side note. Formerly known as Rusev, Mr. Miroslav... Barnyashev, Barnyashev, there we go, uh, revealed on his YouTube channel today and Twitch stream that he tested positive for COVID-19. That is so that means sucks. Lana must have been one of the ones that had it. Uh, yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you. I think that that must have been what, what happened there. 
Well, I, I hope not because uh, I'm pretty sure there's been plenty of pictures of her hanging out with some of the rest of them. Well, and if you remember the um, the mis- the mysterious or anonymous leaked news where they said that somebody was was um, positive for COVID backstage, that would make sense if they released that it was Lana. And I mean, let's be real here. Not that Lana in you know off television is really a pain in the ass, but they could be somebody that's unhappy that here's somebody taking their possible television time. And I was just saying, I you know before people get all mad, I'm not saying that she did have it. I'm just saying, hey, right, you know, right? I got you. I got connect you. the dots. <laughs> so I mean. Fight for the Fallen looks like a great, great card, um, and I'm excited to see that. I, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know what's planned for NXT this week. Um, I did watch night two of the Great American Bash the day after, so that probably is going to be the flavor of how we handle this going forward, at least on my end. Um, moving down the wrestling show checklist uh we've got another major event coming up for impact wrestling which is slammiversary and because brian brought up the free agents well slammiversary just happens to fall on that magic drop dead date of july 18 which is where a majority of those talents that were released are to our knowledge allowed to appear there have been a number of rumors about this so, so there it is, right there on the Impact Facebook. Jordy and Grace versus Deanna Peraza, contract signing. And again, we are already advertising that, right? So if there's a no-compete clause or whatever, it would have had to have expired for her, for them to even advertise this. Well, there's... There's two different questions I have there. So Perrazzo and Chelsea Green, before the releases, they had both been moved up. But Chelsea Green quietly gets shuffled back down to NXT, and Perrazzo gets released. So was Perrazzo still technically considered an NXT talent? Because NXT talent's non-compete was only 30 days. Yeah, but why wouldn't she have gone and done something by now? It could have been a timing thing. Could have been a COVID thing. Yeah, but if I if I'm Impact and I know you can come work for me, and I know I have plans to bring you in, mm-hmm. why wouldn't I jump on you as soon as not jump? But uh, right. why wouldn't I get you signed as early as possible to start whatever I'm going to start? I think you're protected. I think everybody knows what you really know. You're good. <laughs> Now, see, now we're getting awkward. Now, did I make it weird? Now, those comments are That's how he gets hit. Stan Grubbs. Stan <laughs> Grubbs alone. That's how she hurts her fingers. Remember last week? I will say that uh, we're, we're happy to know that her fingers are all intact. Everybody is just fine. Nothing. She is safe at home. Okay. She's safe at home. You don't have to. <laughs> let's let's run down the uh, 
<laughs> the Slammiversary card. It actually looks like a really good show. Um, s- starting us off, Moose defending the in an old-school rules match for the unsanctioned TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Moose defends against Tommy Dreamer. Could be interesting. Hmm. I'm going to stick with Moose. And I got to give Moose a special salute because this guy has been carrying the the impact banner on his shoulders and been doing a tremendous job of it. Uh, I'll give you that. But he's been a he's been a mainstay for impact for a while. Yeah. I mean, he's been he's been a cornerstone for him for quite a while. It's uh, almost a shame, though, that he doesn't quite get the 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? The acknowledgement that he should. Mm-hmm. So, I like Moose. I just like his his uh, entrance, or I guess the old Moose. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be one of those guys. He'll he'll stay with Impact, and then like he'll be one of those guys that like towards the end of his career they tally up the numbers and they'll be like he was a twenty-two time World Heavyweight Title. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Him him and Lawler will be uh, <laughs> in competition for the most. <laughs> right. I don't I don't know if anybody can ever come close to Lawler. Well, I mean, it, when and he like company, over hundred. Damn if I know. <laughs> well, I'm I mean, pretty you, sure Lawler's like over 100. Yeah, I mean, when you own the company and you change the title every every couple weeks, and, you know, Moose is just in that spot right now with TNA that are impact, like, you know, some WWE talent was during their low points that, hey, oh, we just keep giving it to him because really that's all we got right now, you know? <laughs> So, the next matchup on this card... Well, actually, no, let's, let's go ahead and get it. Predictions from Rob and Brian here, because I don't guess I, I got you guys picking a winner. For which one? For Moose and Tommy Dreamer. Moose, sorry. Sorry, Tommy. Tommy. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Rob. Moose. 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 Three votes for Moose. Now... We go into this next matchup. There's a lot of so. Rumors. Congratulations, Tommy Dreamer, on winning the <laughs> impact. Uh, this next match begins the speculation round for C2C Radio uh, because the rumors of different tag teams signing with Impact, including a couple of good brothers, possibly making their way to Impact Wrestling. Tag Team Championship on the line as the North defends against Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan. Now, Callahan and Shamrock have been feuding for months. Um, Shamrock, by the way, for a guy who's in his 50s, wrestling like he's in his 30s. Just doing a great job. Um, But with all these different teams being rumored, like Team Canada, Aces and Eights is rumored to be coming back. Um... Michael Elgin, possibly. Heath Slater, possibly. I mean, you got so many different things that could be happening. And well, wasn't uh, Heath Slater just on? No. Yeah, he was on Raw. He was on Raw. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. 
So I think we can cross him out. Sorry. Hmm. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Shamrock and Callahan, and it's going to be because of the interference of the Good Brothers. Good Brothers. That would be Gallows and Anderson. I just don't see them going to Impact. I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't either. I mean... If they were looking to just kind of cash a check, they'd go back to WWE. You know, I mean, I think they're going New Japan or AEW. But, but then a problem you'd have if they go to AEW is now you get a lot of tag teams, and what are you going to do with them? But you could well, form a faction with them, and, you know, they, don't they could come in and be Kenny. Show. There's a second show in the works. But, um, I don't know. I forgot the question, Stan. Sorry. <laughs> Winner between the North and Shamrock and Callahan. We'll go with Shamrock. Shamrock and Callahan for the win, Rob says. Rob says they're FTW. That's what he says. Brian. The North. The North. No, no new tag teams for Impact. No. Oh, wow! Brian with two two predictions. No new tag teams. Brian says no tag teams for you, Impact Wrestling. No tag teams for you. Yeah. No tag teams for you. He says the North. Uh, gauntlet for the gold match to determine the number one contender for the Impact Knockouts Championship. Listen to this roster they've got put together for this one. Alicia Edwards, Havoc, that's Jessica Havoc, Kiara Hogan, Kimper Lee, Smiley Kylie Ray, Nevaeh, Madison Rain, Rosemary, Susie, formerly known as Sue Young, Tasha Steeles, and Taya Valkyrie. Ooh, that's a lot of talented women. I'm going with Smiley Kylie. Valkyrie. Is the brute Valkyrie's gonna take it? Master? Yep. Is that, is that what we're dramatic pause for? Dramatically. Oh man, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. We're gonna dramatic pause a little bit longer. Okay, dramatically pausing. We're still dramatically pausing. Do, 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 do. I want to thank you for listening here on PW247Radio.com and C2CRadio.com. And I, I'm going to say Smiley Kylie. Ooh, look at that. Smiley Kylie. <laughs> uh, I am actually interested in seeing this next matchup strictly because I'm a Willie Mack fan. Willie Mack defending the Impact X Division title against Chris Bay. You know, Chris Bay was an independent superstar standout, just recently signed with Impact. Um I'm going to pick Willie Mack because I just I'm not familiar enough with Chris Bay. But hey, I am cool with seeing a good wrestling match. I 
can tell the Impact fans in the room have decided they're super excited about this one. Rob, pick one. I wasn't listening, sorry. <laughs> Brian, pick one. <laughs> uh, Willie Mack. Willie Mack. Brian says Willie Mack defends against Chris Bay. Uh, Rob, you going to make a oh, pick? Oh, I like between... Willie Mack. Willie, Willie Mack. Mack. All right, we go. I like back. him from Lucha. Willie Mack. We're going to back the Mack. <laughs> Knockouts championship on the line. Jordan Grace defends against recently released NXT superstar and now Impact number one contender for the Knockouts. No, title. no, that's just a contract signing, isn't it? No, no, this is a matchup. Deanna oh, Perrazzo versus Jordan Grace. Oh, I don't know who to Damn it. this. Um, Rob, Jordan Grace, or Deanna Perrazzo? Deanna Perrazzo. Deanna Perrazzo, the upstart from NXT to Impact. Brian, we got? Uh, Jordy and Grace. Jordan Grace. Big Mama Pump. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong there. Mm. No, I think it's going to be a good matchup. Um, I think Grace will probably win as well, just because they, they've got a lot of ground to cover still with Grace. Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing Valkyrie and Grace. That'd be a good one. Uh, did that already happen? I don't remember. That may have already happened. So, for the vacant Impact World Championship, remember, it's only a few weeks ago where the news broke, literally in the middle of our show, that Impact Wrestling had terminated Tessa Blanchard's contract and vacated the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. So, we've got Trey Miguel, Eddie Edwards, Ace Austin... And a fourth competitor to be named on the date of the show. A fatal four-way for the world championship. There's a lot of rumors around this one. Uh, Brian, start us off. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with the mystery guy. I've never done that before. But I'm going with the mystery. And who's the mystery guy, do you think? Uh, I don't know, but we're going with the mystery. I wouldn't put my money on Rusev, but with Rusev having COVID, I guess, uh, I guess it ain't going to be Rusev. I think it'll probably be EC3, honestly. Okay. I think EC3 goes back home with the new look, the new style, the new attitude, and gets his title back. Interesting. Interesting. He's got a great new look. I like what he's doing. <laughs> With his vignettes. Rob, what do you think? I'll go with what Brian said. I'm not a big EC3 fan, but that's where he belongs. Yeah, I mean, EC3 was at home with Impact Wrestling. He was a better character, a better performer, and frankly, they just made more with him. But I'm going to go opposite you guys <coughs> on this. I am going to stick with the mystery man, but I'm going to pick a different mystery man. I'm going to say that it's Bully Ray. Ooh. I think well, it's Bully Ray. Bring back Aces and Eights. And I, I th- yeah. just about to say that. Yep, I think it's Bully Ray with Aces and Eights making their return. Um, you've got a hot faction that ended at the right time. 
And I mean, you don't, you can't go wrong with Bully Ray. He he's still got another year or so in his tank, I think. Why not? Yeah, but without that Briscoe kid in Aces and H, you got nothing. You got nothing kid, <laughs> without, without West Briscoe. Briscoe. Oh my yeah, God. you got nothing. So uh, here's what I want you to do, Sam. Okay. I want you to look at your little desk there. My desk. I'm looking at my desk. Hello, desk. All right. I want you. I want you to pick up a stack of papers. All right. Uh, I don't have a printer in here. What do I do? Uh, okay. Got that stack of papers. I want you to look at square in the eyes. Brian, this is paper. It doesn't have eyes. I want you to smack yourself with it for me. And I want to hear it. Oh, 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 ow. Damn it. I got a paper cut right on my chin. Oh. How'd I get through the beard? What the hell? Ow. Damn it. H, you should be ashamed of yourself. You could have just said you didn't agree. Jeez. Freaking bully. You didn't actually have to hit yourself. I mean. You can't resist looking at a stack of papers in the eye no more. <laughs> If it happens on being the elite, it's got to be true. That's you know what. As you know, oh god. From now on, if I want to spill a drink, I'm pushing it as slow as Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Don't you do it. I will have to admit, though, Stan, that was a pretty good. That's a pretty good idea. So, but since you opened the door, who would fill out aces and eight? Well, and that's why I went the direction of the Good Brothers earlier. So I think it's Bully Ray, Gallows, and Anderson. And, you know, put, uh, let's be crazy with it. Put, like, Willie Mack with them. And he is a good guy. Yep, that's the plan. An impact. And he's an over good guy. Yep. What do you think, there, Rob? You think he, they could pull off aces and eights that way? Yeah. I think I think anything to get them back in relevant conversation with what's going on in the world of wrestling, they need to do. Do you think four members of Ace and Ace is good enough, or should there be more? Because that was the joy last time. There were like ten of them. Right. I think there's more. I think you can't. You got to kind of. They're going to try to reignite what they had before. You know. They're going to try to catch the lightning in the bottle a second time. Mm. Mm. Uh, my second guess was going to be CM Punk, but, you know, since he's fired from Fox now. Oh, <laughs> man, of course. Of course you'd say CM Punk. Everybody say CM Punk, CM Punk. So was that true what I heard that when Fox got rid of all those, then the WWE assumed their contracts, or was that false? Uh, it was false. It was false. Yeah. Don't give me false hope, Rob. Uh, well, I don't, I don't see where Fox would... Because CM Punk would have been exclusive to Fox. Mm-hmm. I don't see where Fox would have given that contract up. I have a hard time seeing that WWE would actually get... Unless Punk was going to wrestle, would actually want his contract. Oh, you know they want his contract. They'd take his contract just so he couldn't go anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Have him sit at home. 
Uh, we'll pay you, but you staying home. Yeah, I mean, just so he couldn't even be seen anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, they've done that for years with people. Look how many people they have under contract just because they don't want them to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't until the whole COVID thing they used to get rid of people. Mm-hmm. But for years, WWE's been buying talent as everywhere they could. And put him on a shelf. Look at Eric Young. I mean, look at EC3. They bought him as when he was the top of, you know, they brought him, they got him and Bobby Roode, Eric Young all around the same time. And then did nothing with him. They did put you Bobby know, Roode up and then brought him to the main roster. And then speaking of Bobby Roode, now might would be a good time to get a Canadian faction going again. Hmm. Good old team. Bobby Canada. Roode, Edge, a few others I'm sure are in there. Do you think about it? You think a Canadian faction would play well today? Any faction plays well today if you do it right. It's not hard. That's the joy of being healed. It's easier for me to get you to hate me than it is for make you like me i mean i hate you that's That's why i I know that's what i'm saying (laughs) but it's easier for me to for me to make you hate me than it is for me to make you like me i'm just i guess it's more along the lines of this all kidding aside i just think it's it's more difficult today to find a way to really really get somebody to to jump in and say oh this guy Unless it's Baron Corbin, like, hey, <laughs> this guy sucks. Like, I hate no. this guy. You know what I mean? No. So. I don't like EC3, so, hey. Right. I don't I like anything about it. Re- remember Shawn Michaels in a certain flag? I do, when he stuck it up his nose, yes. In one swift motion, an entire country was ready to kill him. I mean, yeah, that's true. Leave it to a guy like Shawn Michaels. I mean, it, it'd be one thing if they had some people that were good, and we're talking WWE, that were strong baby faces. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you had somebody like John Cena, oh, it'd be so easy. It would be so easy to have a faction that everybody hated just by jumping on him. That's it, you know. That's well, in his heyday, I guess. Well, I was just about to ask you, would it be too late if John Cena were to do a comeback? You know, let's just say he does another one of those, like, six-month returns. Would it be too late for him to do a heel turn and to make it matter? No. No, no. Because I, I, I think he is in this he is in this rare, rare class, right? An elite mm-hmm. class. All right? So you, and I'm talking, like, elite, like The Undertaker, The Rock. Mm-hmm. Hogan, Flair, Austin, Austin yeah. you know, an elite class that all, all he has to do is show up and, you know, you, you just, you have no choice but to cheer for the guy. You love the guy, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes you love to hate the guy, but you still love the guy. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? But I think the split, you could auto, you could flip an audience with Cena. Like so, the ones that come out and chant "Cena sucks," you know, we we've heard that right in the arenas. Mm-hmm. 
let's go Cena, Cena sucks. And it's so loud. Both of them are so loud, they're deafening, right? You could flip that crowd in a, in a, in a heartbeat. If you had Cena come out there and I don't know, who, who do you think would be the most loved person? Um, I don't male, female, I don't care. Who do you, who, uh, mm. on the roster right now? See, that's what I'm saying. The I don't, I don't think. Is there yeah, or the, yeah. Drew McIntyre, I would guess. The biggest face. Yeah. Drew All right. McIntyre. So let's take Drew McIntyre, right? So we're at, I don't know, the Staples Center, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know. And McIntyre's out there, and then here comes Cena. Cena, you know, messes with the crowd a little bit to get them going with this, you know, let's go Cena, Cena sucks thing, and then all of a sudden Cena just drops Drew, right? And then just hops on him and just relentlessly pounds him down into the dirt and then gets up and he starts berating the crowd, right? So the 50% of the crowd that was chanting, Cena, let's go Cena, is now going to boo Cena, mm-hmm. right? The other 50% of the crowd that was chanting Cena sucks is going to be cheering him now. Is going to be cheering him because he has now done what those 50% of the fans have been looking for him to do forever. Right? Even yourself. I want you to think about this. You and Rob, right? You may not be big Cena fans. But if Cena were to go bad, I want you to I want you to think about the possibilities. We know how good he is as a face, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody talks on the mic like he does currently. Now let him start talking like a bad guy. Well, I mean, I think that would have the same impact it did when Hogan dropped the leg drop. Ooh. You know, when Hogan came out and Hogan turned bad. Cena turning bad, even though everybody it's 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 fashionable to hate Cena. Mm-hmm. But literally, like Brian said, and you wouldn't even have to go into something like as elaborate as him dropping Drew McIntyre. He could come out and in just one interview be like, they're all like Cena sucks, and he could just be like, you know what, guys? F you. I don't need you all. I am the man. I made myself, and you all can kiss my ass. And, and, and the fans would be like, oh, my God. But you add that he goes in and takes out whoever the big baby face is right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, it's done. It's such a lost art now. Somebody or him like... turning on the announcer. Yeah, that could be good. I miss that, man. I miss so bad watching somebody just pull the crowd in and then just flip the script on them at the last second and then watch them just lose their crap. Just, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Like, it's that's what I miss the most about about the crowds being there. But now I realize that it's it's not just the crowd. That aspect helps, but it's more about that you just didn't see it coming. You know, like there just isn't a lot of that right now. So like with what we saw with and that's honestly why we led with it, with what we saw with um, evil winning the title. It's like, wow, really, really didn't expect him to do that. Nobody did. I mean, it was it was well done. It's a well thought out move. Um, And I think that that's just that's what 
the business needs right now. This is the time where you take shots. This is the time where you take chances. And you make something happen uh, because no one's going to see it coming. And, and I think this is the time that everybody should be trying it. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if, if you want to waste certain shots. Mm-hmm. I think you should take shots. Yeah, I think you should. I think you should, like, just throw caution to the wind in some regard. Like, mm-hmm. so if you had an idea for a match type or something that that it just you'd be written down on paper and you know whatever, you know, I, I think now's the time to do it. You know, but but I I would be remiss if I gave up too big of an idea, not in front of a crowd. Because I, I I don't think I don't know how well it would play. Because like so for Cena for instance right. Mm-hmm. So if I'm sitting in my living room, I'm not chanting Cena sucks. Right. Right. I'm not chanting let's go Cena. I'm just I'm just watching it. I'm mm-hmm. watching the program. Mm-hmm. Right. And so in my in my mind it's just wrestling. Right. But. Something like a Cena flip, I think, would go over so much better with that live audience to mm-hmm. <laughs> give me that audio signal. You know, cause, so like, remember Jericho beating Triple H? Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Right? So, you know, again, I remember almost jumping high enough to hit the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Right, and part of it was that just pure punch in the mouth that you get from the audience. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the way it used to be when you know, like Austin, the the glass would break. You know, the Rock. You know, so I mean, it's for a big time. You know, I think move. You, you probably should wait for your audience. Although now you'd have to, you probably got to condition them to get back in that frame of mind. Yeah, how with with everybody getting ready to to start opening doors and coming back, and we know that there's there's areas right now that are still, I guess you call it high risk, but we're seeing numbers go in the right way. So people are starting to open the doors back up. Fans are starting to come back in. It's going to be slow. It's going to be steady, but we're going to see it happen. I think. You're in charge of a promotion. It's you've got to get somebody to come to your first show back. What's one of the first steps you would take? Me? Yeah. To get people back in the door? Mm-hmm. I would kind of. It would kind of be like Raw after Mania, you know. I kind of just shake things up and and just start new, you know. First event with fans would be like, all right, you all pick the matches. Here's the people that are going to be there. You pick the match. You pick the stipulation. Let's have it. You know, kind of you'd almost have to kind of restart in a way. Some of the place, some of the some of the organization organizations out there. Mm hmm. You know, um, so 
Because, like, if you look at a company like AEW, they won't have to do much. They will, they've will. they stayed the course so well that they'll... Well, they kept telling stories. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They kept telling stories, and for them, all they got to do is put the butts in the seats. Mm-hmm. WWE, on the other hand, the 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 machine, as we call it, like you would think they would have been able to just keep going because they've, they've, they've pulled the, the brake several times when get people get hurt or they, or whatever. But it seems like every time in the last five years, when the WWE's had to pull the brake and start something new, they pull the brake and derail the damn train. Mm-hmm. And so now the train has been going, running off the tracks and the tracks are, you know, it's kind of like a couple of years ago here in the D.C. area where Metro was like, all of a sudden they realized they didn't put any money in the infrastructure. And they were having so many problems with the trains. WWE hasn't put the money in the infrastructure. So now they got a problem with trains. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been putting all the money and then making it pretty. <laughs> it's a pretty train. But it's gonna go nowhere. <laughs> well, and that's you know? and that's really the big part because they've spent so much time time to to grow their portfolio that they've done nothing to build their bench strength, which is what's been getting them kicked in the ass this entire uh, pandemic. So, I mean, Brian, if it's up to you, what steps are you taking to get people in the door? Well, I mean, the first, my first show back is going to be in my home territory Mm -hmm. is where I feel the most, the most comfortable, I guess, Mm -hmm. or, or the place I know where I can pack that arena with no problem. So like for AEW, I do it at Daly's place. I do it at Daly's place for probably two or three weeks. If I'm WWE, I maybe go Madison Square Gardens. Ooh, okay. For a I was thinking the same thing. You'd, you'd almost have to go back to your roots. Yeah. You know, Madison Square Garden or the... What are some others that are still around? You know, the Greensboro Coliseum or whatever. You know, like... Just... Moderate-sized yeah. venues that you know you'd be able to fill. Because you always get, fill them. And mm-hmm. you're right. It's the loyal people that are going to show up regardless. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with wrestling fans. You know, like, there are those that, oh, I'm never going to a WWE show again. I'll never go to AEW. But if you're truly a wrestling fan, you're, you're going to go see wrestling. Yeah, you're going. You're going to go watch. Maybe you're not you know? buying as much merch, or maybe you're not buying the pay-per-views all the time, whatever the case may be. But if you've got a show that's nearby... And it's wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan, you're going. Right. And so Brian's right. Is like you pull like if I'm if I'm WWE, I would do one. I would finally do a Starcade or something like they did the first time, but do it right. You know, you do something with heritage, with lineage, and then you kind of like this is how we're going to do it. You know, well, I see. I don't. I don't know if I'd put on anything different. I would just. I would pick my venue, 
and I would book it for two or three weeks in a row and I would make sure the crowd got back into that venue and then the hard part I think is going to be especially for Raw and Smackdown is getting people to turn that dial Mm -hmm. because you know to Rob's point you know that this nice big beautiful train it ain't been humming down them tracks Mm -hmm. and there's going to be a lot of people that it becomes an afterthought you know I mean you got to look at how many young kids are now getting turned off because even to them it's not what it was right right and that goes to the thing like you know you're gonna have to Go to the smaller venues because there for a while, and and you see it with every company. You know, every company starts to forget about the little people and go after the big dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, because oh, we're not that little company anymore. You see it with any kind of restaurants. You see it with businesses. You know, when they start getting success, they forget where they came from, and it's time for the businesses to you know, reignite that this is where I come from. This is where I am. And they got to tell the story again. You know, AEW has told the story throughout this whole thing. They've kept telling a story. WWE, it's been week to week to week. Like how many feuds has Drew McIntyre had since he since this started? What have they done with Dolph Ziggler since this started. You Put know? him on a new show. I mean, like my times. God. <laughs> you know, one of your most popular tag teams you had in Heavy Machinery, what's been with them? You know, now one of them has money in the bank. You know, like, come on now. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I feel like you're you're right, Brian. You have to be confident in wherever you're going to go. You have to put yourself in an arena that you know, hey, these fans love me. Because what you're going to do next, regardless of what you do or how you do it, you want them to cheer for it. You want them to react. So you need to know with some certainty that there's going to be a pop. There's going to be a boo. There's going to be all the basics. And then you start working on, okay, so who do we move around? What do we do with said tag team or this guy or that guy then you start getting into the the long-term plans but that first night back it's got to be i don't know i mean i could see the benefit of doing like a a show with some heritage to it like a big event but at the same time i can kind of see what brian's saying because if you go out there and you try to like let's let's say they tried to do starcade like in the current environment if wwe's first show back was like starcade I have a feeling they would actually lose ratings with that because people would be like, well, that's just taking a dig at Cody because that's the culture we're looking at right now. People are so quick to jump in there instead of giving a product a chance. So you'd almost want to find a way to play it safe, but still be able to make subtle changes. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. No, I mean, I, I agree. Like, you'd have to kind of keep going with what you've had. The problem is WWE stopped hiring 
soap opera writers, and now they've started hiring people that work for SNL because they're only good with six-minute sketches. You know, like, their wrestling storylines are in little minute increments and not months. So... But uh, again, though, I don't, I don't, I know the WWE is is like inundated with storylines that make no sense. Mm-hmm. But that's sports entertainment, and they don't need storylines, or they don't need as many. I guess they just need to to put on good quality wrestling shows, and people will watch. But I don't think they can do that and so that's where like if you go to madison square garden don't you you shouldn't even worry about anything for two or three weeks other than just putting on what you think the people want to see so if you think it's seth rollins versus drew mcintyre you put it on if you think it's uh you know whatever for whatever you put it on you know what I'm saying? Forget the storylines. You, your job is to just put butts back in the seats. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that's, I think that's what you have to do to restart this because by the time you even, I mean, who knows by the time you even get back to stadium shows, you could be down around a million people watching your show mm-hmm. because that number is dropping and it is dropping really fast yeah. it's not dropping like wcw fast but it is steadily dropping in chunks every week and again it has nothing to do with to me it has nothing to do with your audience it has nothing to do with um your venues it has nothing to do with you know anything other than the product you are putting on tv because you have two shows on wednesday night that are picking up steam as your two bookend shows are losing it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's ultimately what you have to do is you have to put on better product to get them in the, in the audience or in the venue, but you have to do it at a venue that's your home venue. I would imagine as we see more and more areas and states, parts of the country, open back up that the selection will be a little easier for where you go. So, I mean, if you could imagine a five-city loop of towns that you're going to go to and frequent until things are more more normal, that's exactly what I would do. And, I mean, I would, I would suspend... I, I have to agree with you, Brian. I think that's a, a really smart call because if you suspend your storylines and just say, you know what, let's just do what's going to make people buy a ticket and what's going to make people cheer. Yeah. And don't do, don't do like you've done in the past. Right. Right. And and thrown the poop on the wall, Mm -hmm. put on quality shows. And I don't care if you bring them from all three brands just to put people back in there. I mean, so and I don't know about the WWE, but 
Dynamite has shows listed for October, November, Mm -hmm. December. So, uh, I mean, they're kind of hit or miss throughout the country. Some of them are makeup shows, I guess. But, you know, at least those people are going to know what they're getting into Mm -hmm. and can prepare themselves for an event. But I don't know what the WWE is doing. I don't even know if they're advertising shows anymore for, for upcoming events. For right now, I saw a show advertised for September 21st. Now, I say for right now because the last show I saw advertised for that date on AEW side got canceled. So it was just a right. delay in reporting. Like, they, they had already canceled it, but for whatever reason, it wasn't updated. So it probably won't be September. Everything we're seeing right now indicates it's most likely going to be somewhere between October and November. So, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that the way we do, and you're already behind the eight ball. If you're if you're in the tower, you know, you're already behind it. So you've got to go, okay, what can we do that would really set us apart? And, and really, the logical thought process here would have to start with, all right, well, how do we, how do we just get things back to normal? All right, well... Let's put, let's put Lashley and Drew McIntyre in there. And let them have a great match, or let's have Seth and Drew, or let's have Kevin Owens and Apollo Cruz. Or, you know, you don't have to get stupid with it. But you, even though, and I get it. I mean, you're not always going to agree with decisions that get made by people you put in power. So you know, they didn't really agree with with Heyman and what he was doing. But here's the thing. Heyman was successful with building attention and steam for a lot of these younger guys. So don't just don't just throw it in the crapper because you don't agree with the man. You know, go after go out there and say, "All right, well, they're here. We've got guys like Austin Theory, Angel Garza, Andrade. Let's put them in these matches that are getting people to re- react, at least to, at least in social media, and, sh- and show them some respect. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think now's just the time to just go out there and put on a decent show. You have mm-hmm. to do something to get these guys to come back and watch. Mm-hmm. If, if you keep losing ratings, and again, if, if the WWE still has September as their first show they think they might get back to, uh, July, August, August, September. You got two months, mm-hmm. and in two months, that rating could be closer to a million than what it is now. Now it's like one point five on Raw. It could be one point two five. Yeah, and if that's what you're, it could be one point one. And if you're looking at those kind of ratings, you're if you're that person in charge. If you're Bruce Pritchard, whew, wouldn't want that. Wouldn't want that meeting. Mm-mm. Because then you're starting to talk about losing sponsors. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, here comes panic mode. And you're just doing whatever it takes to try and survive. It's not an enviable position. Not an enviable position at all. And the other part is, you know, here's something that I wish all companies would do. And, I, and we talked about it a little earlier, but I, I'll, I'll say it again. Man, stop talking about the ratings is just do something about them like 
Sasha Banks and uh, Bailey going back and forth with Jericho about ratings, that's one thing. Like, that actually was kind of entertaining to read. But, like, you know, talking about what you're doing and counter-programming and responding to those questions, just don't. Just make it a unilateral, we're not getting into that conversation, we're just going to focus on our product. Because, you know, you're there. But again, you have to. You have to. There no nobody's distracted. But you, what did Bischoff say? What's his famous line? That Vince I mean, sold like is, a bitch. Is, huh? <laughs> I said, no. That what Vince was his book like called? <laughs> what was his book called? Oh, controversy creates cash. Yeah. Thank you. That's exactly what they're doing. They know what they're doing by these stupid little shots. Mm-hmm. Even even the little even the little ones that tink off the the, the armor. They know what they're doing. And they've got to be, it's, it's got to be coming from inside because, as we all know, they wouldn't allow the official Twitter handle or whatever to be used for this if it wasn't something they wanted to be happening. Right. Because you know? and I can, I'll lay you money, right? I'll lay you money that the people that run both Wednesday night shows seen the uptick right because both of them dropped pretty low and now they've been moving in the right direction the last few weeks and these little shots right these little bb bb shots at the at the battleships mm-hmm. you do that you you do it you you have fun with it especially now that you've got sasha and bailey and if they're taking shots at Jericho or talking about Jericho, again, now you have access to three, four, ten million people, who knows, mm-hmm. that are in, that are watching this, right? And again, some of them are wrestling fans that have walked away. And those are the ones you're doing this for. I mean, don't get me wrong, you're doing it for everybody to, to keep that interest involved, mm-hmm. Right. But it's for the ones that have walked away. It's for the ones that walk by the wrestling talk at the water cooler. Right? And you got the two or three guys talking about Bailey and Sasha going after Jericho or whatever. Right? That this guy stops and says, you know, I saw that. What's that about? And so they explain it to him. Oh, I may have to check that out. And now you brought one more one more back to the fold. Right. And he influences another one, and and that's what you're. That's what all this stuff is for. It's not for me and you, or other than to make us laugh. It's not. That's not for us. Mm-hmm. It's for those people on the fence to get them to stay on that fence. It's for the people that jumped off to climb back on. That's what it's for. You suppose there's been a study of how many people are former wrestling fans that haven't watched in, say, greater than five years? I I couldn't hear you broke up. Do you think there's been any kind of study or any kind of uh, review of, you know, just how many fans it is that haven't watched in, say, more than five years? No. I mean, you can see that in the ratings. I mean, if you go from, what, 10 years or 15 years ago, I guess it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Or longer, yeah. when you're 
three million, four million, five million on a particular night. Uh, back in the heyday, I think you were probably combined seven or eight million people watching it. Right? Probably mm-hmm. four or five apiece. Somewhere. I mean, you had, yeah, you had some really big numbers. To today on a Monday, you can't put one point five. You just barely hit one point five. I I don't think I need a study to <laughs> to watch the decline. Mm-hmm. What 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 I should be paying attention to is what did I do to lose them and how do I get that back? In the WWE, you know, again they've gone on record saying is we're not making superstars like Cena anymore. And the Hogan's and the Rocks and the Undertaker's not doing it no more because it's a power that they can't control, but so much. So that's what people want to see. We want to see megastars. We want to see these larger-than-life people. And if you're not going to create them, people are going to stop watching. It's a hard point to argue with. Um I mean, because if you don't have a reason to cheer and you don't have a reason to boo, there's no reason for you to watch. Well, I also think going with Brian saying with the characters, like it gets to a point where all the characters are, you know, like who's standing out? You know, which characters do you do you turn into and you're like, oh, this is going to be fun, you know, or. When you look at certain shows, can you look at it and go, all right, anyone on the roster can be in that hole? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, oh, that's the only re- that that's the only person that can do that. You know, and I'm not, you know, picking, it's just like, look what Chris Jericho's done since he's gone to AEW. Like, he has been Chris Jericho, but the quiffs and the, the, the commentary and different things, like it's like only Chris Jericho could say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. You know? You know? Because, one, it's Chris Jericho. Two, he has the cred to back what up what he's saying. And it's just like what Brian said, you know? You've got to get the characters and the people in place to make it stand out. Yeah, I mean, so if you look at Wednesday night, I'm going to use both shows here. If you look at Wednesday, both of them have characters mm-hmm. that you can buy into. From the Undisputed Era to the Inner Circle to, um, oh my God. I've Keith Lee? On a blink. Keith Lee, uh, the dinosaur guy. I can't, believe, I can't remember his what? name right now. Luchasaurus. There it is. How dare you forget I, Luchasaurus? I, I mean, they, Sorry, they, it was Luchasaurus. Oh, oh nah. <laughs> but the, but both shows have characters that you can buy into. Mm-hmm. Neither of the big uh, the bookends, Raw or SmackDown, in my opinion, have any wrestlers you can buy into. I mean, because you, oh, I mean, to me, they just seem to phone it home. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, look, Drew McIntyre has the belt, and at this point, he should be the focal point of the show, correct? Yes. But it seems many weeks, it's just, oh, go out there and do that, you know? And it's just, oh, here he comes again. To to the fact of, like, 
when you look at uh, Friday night, who the hell even has the title? Like, yeah. I can't even remember. That'd be Braun Strowman. You know, I mean, like, what realistic feud? You know, we're all talking about the mountain among men. He's the only Braun Strowman out there. And they're missing so many opportunities to make him, like, finally, what everybody wants to happen, happened, and nobody cares. That's a great point. I mean, there's a lot of people that have wanted to see Braun Strowman finally get to that big part, and now he's there, and it's all for naught. Hey, what did you guys think of the new look for the United States title? I mean, I didn't mind it. It's all right. Nah, not my favorite, but it's okay, I guess. I thought it looked actually pretty good. I liked it. I liked it. Now, I don't know that I would say it's better than... Um, like, I think I, out of the U.S. titles that I've seen, I like the NWA United States title the best. I think that's my favorite U.S. title. But... I, I like this new redesign. I, I do like how it looks. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was okay for me. So. Rob, your thoughts on the new U.S. title? I thought it, I was going to ask you all the same thing. Because, like, to me, it feel it's, like, very old schoolish. Like, it reminds me of the old-school NWA television title or the NWA, you know, national title that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about, like, the, I don't it's the whole design, but it's like, I thought it was a cool shape. And I was worried because I thought we were going to get another ugly thing like that Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I'm in the minority. There's a lot of people that don't like the Intercontinental Titles redesign. I thought it looked cool. <laughs> I mean, you like titles, and that's your yeah. thing. Yeah, that's and you true. can say it. There, there's titles that I think are awesome, and some of the ones I like are the most plain titles you can see. Mm-hmm. You know. I didn't understand the way they unveiled it. Like, why? Why MVP? Why not? Why not have someone award it to Apollo Cruz, or just have Apollo Cruz come out there and wrestle in a tag match or a title defense? Just have him come out there with the new belt. Why did MVP have to do it? It just seems like you know they finally give you know Apollo Cruz his due. He finally gets a push, and it seems like ever since the push started, MVP, like they were trying to work MVP into that to yet again use Lashley to crush somebody else, you know? Yeah. And it's like Lashley's had his chance. Like, to me, Lashley should not be in the U.S. title picture. I'm done with Lashley. I'm bored with him. I mean, I feel... I. I kind of guess go old school when it comes to that thing. It's like, I feel like certain people shouldn't have shots at certain titles. You know? Like, 
Ric Flair, at a certain point in his career, never went for the TV title. You know, Sting never wrestled for the TV title at a certain point in his career. And I think once you reach a certain point, you know, you should just have to wait your turn to get the push for the other title. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, hey, we don't want him in the world title picture, so let's put him uh, over here. Yeah, I mean, it gets to a point where you see the same people cycled in and out, and it does. It gets aggravating. But, you know, when it comes to the titles, as far as this new redesign, I mean, at least it wasn't a spinner. <laughs> at least it wasn't, you know, a network logo belt with stars and stripes on it. Like, we've seen some rumored rumored U.S. titles redesigns, and most of them looked horrible. I was I was pleasantly surprised with this one. I did see a variant that somebody put together where they painted the the background of where the stars are blue, and I, I will say I think that one looked a little bit better. Cool. Nice. <laughs> He's into it. Brian's happy. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we've really just come up right, right up right at the uh, end here right at the closeout um, you know of course our thoughts out to Rusev and to Lana's parents um, who are recovering from COVID-19 um, Charlotte Flair confirms that she is taking time off uh, did confirm that she did have silicone poisoning that sounds scary um, but Charlotte says she is taking she is taking time off. She'll be back uh, be back when her body is healthy, she says. So no clear time frame listed there. Um, and then, of course, the cinematic matches. You know what, Brian? We talked about it a few weeks ago that WWE was perhaps going too far with them. Uh, well, we'll close out with this. It's an eye for an eye, and the winner has to take the eye out of their opponent. Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio's matchup, the eye for an eye match. There's already talk about CGI being utilized. That's never good. <laughs> Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins, loser loses an eye. Yeah, so uh, remember when I was talking about those ratings just starting to plummet? Yep. You can I almost, think this will help. You can almost hear the toilet flushing. <laughs> with that idea, I mean, I I want to see Ray and, and Seth have the their finale, but I don't know that I want to see them try to take another eye out. That was actually that was pretty gross. <laughs> it was intense to watch, but it was pretty gross when he smashed Ray's eye into the corner of the steps. I mean, if you watch the angle, it's his forehead. I'll have to look at that again because I mean, they move his mask up. Yeah, they protect him. To make it look like it's his eye. Yeah, yeah. But it's his forehead. But anyway, right before this match would happen, if it was a live event, right before this match is when Byron Saxton would come out and say, hey, we've got a lot of cool crap at the merch table. You should go see it. So this is the merch break match. Got it. Yes. (laughs) This is dumb as anything I've ever heard. Yeah, I, I don't know who... Thought well, no, we do know who. It was a Bruce Pritchard thought. What a dummy. I've got it, Vince. 
What if we have someone take out an eye? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to tape him to a chair, like duct tape, force his eyelids open and make him watch New Japan. Maybe that'll fix him. No. I, I doubt it. Because I think there's a, there's a faction at WWE headquarters that is just hoping that eventually the board of directors will be like, you know what? we got to do something. All right, so hey, as we get ready to just head off into the sunset, be sure to check out PW247Radio.com. Check us out on Twitter at C2C Radio Show and C2C Radio Show.com. You can check out Rob on Facebook, Rob Hefner, and Brian on the Twitter bot at STRCP21. The show at C2C Radio Show on Twitter, Corner to Corner Show on Facebook, at Stan Grub on Twitter for myself. And, hey, don't forget to check out Headlocked Comic. Click the link on the website. Check out Headlocked Comics' Tales from the Road. Maybe kick a few ducats to him to help him with his Kickstarter campaign. Get yourself some merch. And, of course, don't forget, you can go over to Brian's Corner and check out the new latest release of Pro Wrestling Tees, Pro Wrestling Crate, with uh, some really cool t-shirts, actually. Really looking sharp, so... That'll do it for us here for Brian. Oh, wait. Yes, sir. Wait. 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 Pause wait. the multiverse. To answer the question that's still lingering, Lawler has over 140 titles to his name. 140 titles to his name. Good call. That's why he can afford all them bedazzled t-shirts. <laughs> Thanks again for listening, everybody. Have a great night. We'll see you next time right here on C2CRadioShow.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.